This is Above All Else. I'm Lucien Wardaley. Today, I'm going to be talking about one of the greatest television shows of our time, the Nickelodeon cartoon, SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob is one of the most thematically rich shows on TV. It explores the lives of a diverse population of undersea inhabitants and has found enormous appeal with kids and adults due to its extremely unique blend of brilliant wit, visual experimentation, and delightful characters. For this episode of Above All Else, I'm going to be focusing on a few specific political issues raised by the show. That sounded like hatch doors. Do you smell it? That smell. A kind of smelly smell. A smelly smell that smells. Smelly. Anchovies. First, the relationship between Eugene Krabs and his employees, SpongeBob and Squidward, which is a deeply harmful one. Krabs takes his workers completely for granted, denying them basic rights and often expecting an unfair amount of dedication on their behalf. He's regularly shown keeping them in the restaurant at unthinkable hours and demanding physical exertion for the means of greater profit. Krabs, a profoundly greedy individual, fails to see past potential for profit, profit that is rarely shared with his workers. On the occasions that his business rival, Sheldon Plankton, aims to sabotage Krabs' business by undercutting his operation, Krabs defies employment law entirely. Plankton, a complicated character with dubious morality, who is, let's not forget, married to a computer, displays a certain degree of compassion for SpongeBob as a worker and treats him with significant respect in the workplace, with the aim, generally, of learning the secret Krabby Patty formula. On the other hand, Plankton displays fascist and empirical tendencies once he grasps power. In 2004's SpongeBob SquarePants movie, he enslaves the citizens of Bikini Bottom with mind-controlling bucket helmets and commands them to build a statue in his honor. Ultimately, the cruel and selfish nature of Mr. Krabs' character is more apparent on the show, but that's mostly due to his greater screen time. So long, lad! Make me lots of money! Bye, Squidward! Bye, Mr. Krabs! Bye, Squidward. You said bye, Squidward, twice. I like Squidward. Much is made of the very physical but totally platonic friendship between SpongeBob and Patrick Starr, two childlike, asexual characters. Yet the potential for sexuality in Squidward Tentacles is far more compelling. This is a seemingly middle-aged man who hires professionals to visit his house and give him pedicures. The primary obstacle to a sexual lifestyle is Squidward's stunning narcissism. His house is decorated with large, framed self-portraits. He doesn't own a pet or have any true friends, spending his free time playing the clarinet, creating art, and watching the television program House Fancy. His lifestyle has some stereotypical elements of the single middle-aged gay man and some of the straight bachelor. Squidward has possibly repressed his own desires, be they aimed at men or women, and replaced that aspect of his character with a love of self. A combination of Squidward's narcissism and grave unhappiness causes him to glorify his weekend freedom as the one time he can enjoy his few simple passions. In one episode, Squidward is shown laying flowers at the graveside of his hopes and dreams. Squidward's life truly is tragic. Despite his knowledge of art and music, he works in a greasy fast food restaurant. Squidward's constant self-pitying and meanness towards Spongebob and Patrick, who rarely mean him any harm, makes it difficult to sympathize with his situation. If Squidward were a bit nicer, surely he'd be more successful in life. What's wrong with Sandy? Maybe it's just a squirrel thing. Wish I was back in Texas. The ocean's no place for us. 
Finally, Sandy Cheeks, the one resident in Bikini Bottom who was established as a proud immigrant. She hails from Texas in the USA. As she's a land mammal, she cannot breathe underwater, and hence she wears a spacesuit and bowl helmet and lives in an airtight dome. A handful of episodes explore Sandy's experience as an outsider and as an immigrant. She's often homesick for Texas and tries to emulate the Texan experience in the undersea environment. Sandy is far from family, and her isolation amidst her fishy friends is one of the show's sadder elements. Nevertheless, with SpongeBob and Patrick for company, and with the constant distraction of innovation and invention, Sandy enjoys a broadly happy existence.